We'd like to welcome you back to part three of our emergency freedom alerts for May 17th, 2021. And um, next report, vaccinated people are comparing adverse reactions in a Reddit subgroup. The vaxxed Reddit users are networking with other vaccine damaged individuals. I just wanted to like at least let you know and be aware of this. Uh, our subreddit group is ground zero for vaccinated people who want to compare and ask about adverse reactions after receiving the experimental COVID kill shot. Users at r forward slash COVID vaccinated, and there's a link here you can click on, describe their symptoms after vaccination and ask for advice from other vaccinated users on whether their conditions are normal or whether they should seek medical help. <clears throat> The group is a repository of wild post-vaccine adverse reactions, but despite the innumerable horror story vaccine horror stories about the vaccines, they are, the vaccines are still promoted in the group as safe and effective, which is just the absolute height of insanity for me. I I, I don't understand that, but evidently that's the case. Uh, <clears throat> this broke this week. Singer Eric, Eric Clapton. Um, he uh, Monati Protocol producer Robin Monati Grazade forwarded a message he received from singer Eric Clapton in which Clapton reports adverse reactions he suffered after submitting to the kill shot regrets having gone undergone the procedure and asks where have all the rebels gone he says I've been a rebel all my life against tyranny and arrogant authority which is what we have now well for him he's realizing it a little too late that <clears throat> he shouldn't have taken it the message in part reads i am an old timer this is from eric clapton i'm an old timer i've survived with great help addiction and alcoholism and stand now in the greatest dilemma of my life in february of this year before i learned about the nature of vaccines and being 76 years old with emphysema i was in the avant-garde i took the first jab of AstraZeneca and straight away had severe reactions which lasted 10 days. I recovered eventually and I was told it would be 12 weeks before I had the second one. About six weeks later I was offered and took the second AstraZeneca kill shot, I put in the kill part, but with a little more knowledge of the dangers. Needless to say the reactions were disastrous. My hands and feet were either frozen, numb, or burning and pretty much useless for two weeks. I feared I would never play again. I suffer with peripheral neuropathy and sh should never have gone near the needle. But the propaganda said the vaccine was safe and effective. Yeah, well, Satan will always lie to you every single time. That's why it's so important to do your homework. You know? uh, <clears throat> listener comment on the vaccinants and the, max, and the mass exodus of nurses from the medical, ph medical pharma cartels. Um, and I kept her totally anonymous uh she said i have to leave work for 20 minutes early and sometimes i'm still late for work people are driving way under the speed limit and weaving into the other lanes almost hitting cars head on i feel it's risky to go anywhere anymore yeah i i too have noticed a lot of more radical uh weird driving lately <clears throat> there is a noticeable difference the way people are driving i was wondering if it was the vaccines well obviously yeah <clears throat> we've talked about that a lot in recent weeks also, my husband has a home care nurse that comes out weekly to change the needle in his port and do labs. Two nurses that had seen my husband quit because they were told they had to take the vaccines. 
both nurses told me they will never get it. They lost a bunch of nurses due to this. One nurse was telling me how bad the second dose was. You could tell she wanted to say more. I think they see the damage it's doing and they don't want any part of it. They had to bring nurses from out of state to cover the shortages and they are bringing nurses who are retired and are coming back in and are being retrained. At every hospital I've been in with my husband, they are training new people and barely have anyone to train them. There, there are shortages like you can't believe. Now, remember the one report I had read from my longtime listener, Patricia, who works at the hospitals, and she was saying the exact same thing? You know, she had come in, and it was just like all new people. They were all temp workers, and they weren't trained right. Just an absolute mess. She didn't even really know what happened to all the nurses that were there, like, full-time. Very, very bad, strange things going on at the hospitals and continue to go on. Next report, paramedic whistleblower on the COVID shot. I am watching vaccines killing people. James is a paramedic who I really appreciate holding in his busy time. He had so many calls, though, that just goes to the territory. He's a paramedic, says he treated three separate patients uh, having reactions. James, tell us about it. Yeah, Mr. Jones, I really appreciate you taking my call. Uh, I do need some time to discuss this because people have to listen to what I have to say. Um, there is a, uh, a compromised, uh, the cities and the fire departments are compromised, uh, and we are not able to, um, to really help the people that we need to be helping here, and people have to hear this. So you have to give them the time to be able to talk about how they're compromised, what I saw, uh, how we're not able to document, and you got to let me plug. How pushy can you possibly be? You have to do this. You have to have to. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, you're 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 on air. You're he's not trying to hinder you. Well, I mean, I don't understand why somebody would come off that way. Tell folks with your because I really respect paramedics. Doctors will tell you they know as much, uh, way more than nurses because you, you're there when you first get there. You're saving lives. You're having to do medical procedures, uh, and, and and you actually you get to learn what's really going on. Uh, so give us your view on what you're witnessing. Yeah, so if, if you remember when Gates said that, uh, you know, they could hire a whole bunch more teachers if we just call the herd, if we just let the older people die? Yeah, he said, get rid of grandma, we can hire 10 teachers, but that's a death panel. You're not supposed to say that. Yeah, exactly. He is a hundred, this is this whole process is 100%. That's what they're doing. If you think about the teacher union, the leadership right now, that's exactly why these schools are not open, that they're a part of this process. And I know the teachers are good, just like the firefighters are good. Look, I but but I'm sure, a, you know, the unions want to get rid of regular schooling, and they want to get rid of the old people for their pension funds. This is this is a cult. Yep. Uh, look, I'm an IFF uh, a firefighter here, a career firefighter, and volunteers the same way. We are a majority conservative. We want to be out there protecting the community. I took an oath to help people. Right. I am pissed off right now because I just came off a 24-hour shift. Get a little emotional here. 24-hour shift, and I'm seeing people getting sick and dying and not being able to survive what they're getting out of this vaccine, and people have to hear this. Well, tell people what you're witnessing, sir. All right. So, look, the cities and the fire departments are compromised, okay? They're all getting federal money, tax money, right, to, to push the vaccine, to give vaccines. I got people right now in our agency that are pushing vaccines. we got to go out there, and the firefighters are getting overtime for doing it, and the cities and the fire departments are getting a ton of tax money that's helping you know, getting costs and additional revenue. So it's in their best interest to do it, right? They're all compromised. The people that we're seeing, let me tell you how this worked out in the state of Washington, right? Governor Inslee, you know, it was putting sick people into the retirement homes, right? I have a large majority of people that are in my first two area that, uh, that, uh, sure. It's, it's not help. just, it's not just Cuomo. It was a, it was a strategic plan. Also in Europe, they put sick people in to kill the old. Tell, tell us what you see. That's, 
That's why we ought to put these puzzle pieces together, okay? We'll put the sick people into these retirement homes, right, that have people are already compromised, right? So we have healthier, younger people that had COVID that went in. Now they got sick. So what we were seeing here in January and February where these places would just have all of a sudden the entire complex would be sick with COVID, okay? Now a lot of people would recover, right, but they weren't able to get the therapeutic, okay? So now when the people get sick in, in, these, in these places, they're getting the therapeutics and they'll have 100% recovery rate, all right? So what we saw at the very beginning was people were coming in, they were getting sick, inspecting everybody, right? Okay, and now when we gave the COVID vaccines to all these retirement homes and all these older people, within two weeks to a month, they were all getting, not all, there were a lot of patients were coming down with some unexplained illness, even though they were isolated, not even able to come out of their apartments or, or rooms, right? They were getting some unexplained illness, right? And so all of a sudden it was fatigue, they couldn't move, paralysis, all kinds of things. And we saw a lot of healthy people that had no underlying health conditions that just happened to be older have these issues and were unexplained, right? Okay, now what we're seeing, now we're six six weeks to two months out. And now we're seeing people, I just saw three patients yesterday, that, that right now I'm just letting you, everyone know, right, that, 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 <laughs> that coincidence is the leading cause of illness right now with these vaccines. Okay, coincidence, because everyone doesn't want to admit it, okay? I had one 76-year-old female patient that had a severe stroke debilitating. She will not recover because that she was post six weeks from this vaccine. No underlying medical conditions, never had an issue before. Okay. I had another one that within two weeks had, had a rapid onset of dementia. No pre-existing conditions, no medical issues. She was in her 70s. And, and, and by the way, yeah. sir... We're going up to break here, but you've heard the callers. They're all saying the same thing. And did you see the UT study saying exactly what you said and other studies? Brain fog, protein in the brain, autoimmune response, the lungs, the heart, the brain. Your body starts eating your organs. you got to let me keep going here. If i got to hold a little break, I'll do it, okay? About, so, I know, but Barnes then, is here with other callers. Tell us the rest. Okay. Tell us what else you saw. So, hey, And then I saw a 21-year-old person at Rite Aid, right, that, that collapsed after receiving, within five minutes, collapsed. She was totally out of it. Uh, her blood pressure was super low. Uh, blood sugar was low. You know, that, that just all of a sudden, like, she was just out and was really having a hard time. You know what I'm going to do, sir? You're a well-spoken fellow, and what I'll do is we'll contact okay, you. so we, we, we heard that. Um, so it's just one more person that's seen this. Current, current COVID kill shot headlines. Uh, they just re-released the... Uh, the uh, CDC death toll following the COVID-19 kill shot. Now, now, remember, this is probably only 1% of what's actually the true kill shot. 4,434 were up to dead. Remember, they shut off the swine flu vaccine at 50 dead in the 70s. This one in America, what they're admitting to, and it's probably 100 times this, 4,434. Remember what I told you before? On the the uh, adverse event reporting with VAERS, if the death does not occur within 15 minutes of getting the shot, most likely they're not going to set, call that a death certificate. They're going to call it a coincidence. So it has to occur within 15 minutes, and that's probably what you're seeing here. 4,400. If it, if it occurs two weeks later or a week later, it's not counted as a death, death uh, statistic. And then also, you know, obviously the adverse events are going through the roof and all that other stuff. This figure of 4,434 is more than 21 years of recorded total, all vaccines in America, deaths from VAERS. 
If you took all the horrible vaccines in the last 21 years and added them up, it would not come to this kill shot statistic. And again, it's probably one one hundredth of what it actually really is. Twenty one years of recorded vaccine death. It's more than twenty one years. Nothing to see here though. Keep it going. Keep those experimental kill shots a going and a flowing. And the churches. The 501c3 whore sold out to Satan, FEMA clergy response team churches are telling their followers to take this stinking kill shot and i'm a heretic or i'm a bad guy or i'm going to incur god's judgment because i would point this out and this is their statistics i don't want anything to do with the corporate 501c3 whore church of any any country Next report, 100 patients die, 100 plus patients die after taking the first or second of the COVID-19 vaccines in a hospital in India. Now, another one, uh, study, Pfizer vaccines cause catastrophic damage of almost every system of your body. Uh, then the CDC comes out and says two more infants are dead following the COVID clinical trials. Again, this is the ultimate kill shot to separate your soul from your body, according to what Rudolf Steiner and the and the and that new age energy worker lady and i believe that's probably and, and again what was their ultimate goal to get it into children and babies as close to birth as possible so they would have no connection with god ever now i'm not saying god's not bigger than that but you know that's their goal that's their stated goal and he died in 1925 I mean, just bombshell after bombshell we're dropping here. Not because it's anything that I'm, I'm just gleaning and giving it back to you. That's all I'm trying to do. 48-year-old doctor who mocked the anti-vax people is dead after getting the COVID kill shot. Then Brazil suspend, and these are just the headlines from the last week, okay? Uh, Brazil suspends AstraZeneca vaccine after pregnant woman dies. A new study links vaccine to blood clots. More countries hit the pause button. Sweden records 30,000 suspected side effects from COVID uh, vaccines with AstraZeneca jab linked to more than half of all the reports. Uh, what's going on? India sees surge, surge of deaths and injuries following the COVID-19 vaccine rollout. If, if anything's killing people in India, it's the rollout of getting the kill shots and the mass starvation that's occurring from all the supply chains breaking down from the scam-demic. Those are the two reasons where people are dying in droves in India, most likely. And improper sanitation, them burning the bodies out in the open. I mean, it's, you know, it's a mess. It's, it's like third world, big time. But when one of your gods, one of your favorite gods is, you know, the god of dung, and you literally take feces to the temple to give to the god of dung, and when you live in that kind of filth, well, it's no wonder that diseases and things of this nature would um, promulgate. Then, Bill Mayer, uh, eight Yankees, the baseball team, test positive for COVID after being fully vaccinated. That's pretty much the norm now. 
Next report, American frontline doctors warn that COVID vaccinated can transmit spike proteins in the air. In the live experiment currently being conducted on humanity, it doesn't matter whether you are in a vaccinated group or an unvaccinated group. No one will remain 100% unaffected. The new gene-altering technology being rolled out by the pharmaceutical cartels will affect everyone's life at some point um, or another due to occupational exposure. Just as secondhand smoke negatively affects the lungs of those people who choose not to smoke, so does the new gene-altering vaccination technology shed into the environment negatively affecting people who choose who choose not to vaccinate now again you you can't even go into a restaurant now and have they don't have smoking sections anymore they don't have that i mean when i was growing up you did i mean man there was there you could get on a plane back in the day and there was smoking section in the plane and not and you think about it's all the same air in the plane so that's how crazy it was back then you know but now you have something infinitely more deadly that could be shedding into the air from the breath of those people and it's fine you know they're definitely expose everybody to that and see and before i forget to say this this is why i believe they've lifted all the mask mandates because they want to make sure there's enough people vaccinated at this point i believe they feel that if they can expose the vaccinated to the unvaccinated and nobody's wearing any mask. I mean, listen, I'm totally against the mask, but it would if you had a fully vaccinated person. Some of whatever they're shedding through the breath is going to be caught in that mask. A good amount, probably. Okay. Yes, there's tons of problems with the masks. I went over that over and over again. But by demasking, now they're lifting all the mask mandates in all the states, right? Or most of them. Okay. They did it even here in North Carolina. Our, our horrible, creepy Governor Cooper even did it. Okay. And everybody's so stoked because we can go to the bars and we can go out and we can party again and all this stuff, okay? You're going to be partying with the vaccinated and the unvaccinated mingling together, both maskless. The the masks in this particular case, if you were wearing a mask that was impregnated with silver and copper and maybe had some thieves essential oil blend and some silver, these types of things like I've talked about, you would be afforded a certain level of protection. But what they're doing is saying, no, everybody can go maskless. Everybody's young and single and loves to mingle. Go out there and mingle. Shed those those spike proteins. And, and the unvaccinated will breathe them in. And not only that, all the frequencies been generated from the giant antenna that's in your body now through the DNA replication nanotechnology that we just talked about in the previous study, that'll be affecting the unvaccinated as well. I got really convicted this week that that was something I needed to state, even though it wasn't even really in my study. That's something to think about. I'm just saying. Now, you know, before you go out into the public, yeah, there's certain things you can do, and I mentioned that, and I think having your own immune system functioning at a high at at the highest level possible is the best thing you can do. The mask thing's optional, the way I talked about it, and then also praying. You need to pray that God protect you. That God neutralize any of these things coming into your, you know, into your uh, airspace. Put on the full armor of God, you know, and and pray before, you know, especially before you're interacting with the public. So, going further here, I got to find out where I left off here. 
Okay, so America's Frontline Doctors warn... This is a group, America's Frontline Doctors. It's a, it's a group of, I think, MDs. Warn that the spike proteins being manufactured in the cells of the vaccinated will inevitably shed from the body. Now, they're not even talking about the frequency stuff we just talked about. This is just one component. They will shed from their body, transmitting to the environment and attaching to the cells of those in close contact. Pfizer's own study design had a monitoring system to watch for serious adverse events in people who were merely exposed to the vaccinated test subjects. So they've known about this. This is all part of the plan. Close contact... Close contacts who were monitored for 24 hours included anyone who had sexual intercourse with a test subject, anyone who was pregnant or breastfeeding nearby the vaccinated. Close contacts also included anyone exposed to inhalation or skin-to-skin contact with the vaccinated test subjects. Everyone is being affected directly or indirectly by experimental vaccine technology. Whether it's the new messenger RNA coronavirus by Pfizer, Moderna, or the adenovectored coronavirus vaccines by Johnson & Johnson and AstraZeneca, the gene-altering experiment effectively creates vaccine technology inside the cells of humans, hijacking their natural protein synthesis and replacing it with instructions for spike protein replication. The decision to vaccinate with experimental technology and, turns one, and turn one's cells into spike protein factories ultimately affects other people, including the unvaccinated people whose bodies must now fend off an influx of foreign spike proteins from their environment. Once the messenger RNA program is installed in human cells via the vaccine, the durability of the spike protein replication technology is unknown. So we really don't know how long they're going to be shedding these spike proteins. Who knows? Could be years. I don't know. As these spike proteins evade immune cells, the potential for transmission of spike proteins through skin, blood, semen, breast milk, sweat, or breath depends upon the responsiveness of the vaccinated individual's immune system and the durability of the technology as it hijacks natural physiological functions and turns that person into a cyborg, essentially, and rewrites their DNA. America's frontline doctors have brought forth vast amounts of evidence of vaccine injuries in the report titled Identifying Post-Vaccination Complications and Their Causes, an analysis of COVID-19 patient data, and there's a link to that. The doctors report the experimental messenger RNA vaccine technology encased in lipid nanoparticles has the capacity to pass through the blood-brain barrier causing neurological damage. There simply has not been enough time to know what brain problems and how often the brain problem will develop from that, the document warns. Because the lipid nanoparticles have the capability to fuse with brain cells, the potential for delayed neurodegenerative diseases exists. This inflammatory penetration has already led to chronic inflammation, thrombosis, which is clotting, in the neurological systems, contributing to tremors, chronic lethargy, meaning you're tired all the time, stroke, Bell's palsy and ALS symptoms, which is Lou Gehrig's disease, which is basically very, very similar to prion disease and guru, which is, which is as bad as it gets. There is also evidence that vaccine-induced spike proteins are up to 20 times more durable, binding to brain tissue, than spike proteins from the original bioweapon. Now, I don't know what the original bioweapon is, but it's evidently... Spike proteins are used as bioweapons, is what I'm getting out of that, which is comforting, you know, kind of neat. There's also concern that the spike proteins cause inflammation in the reproductive system of women, interfering in 
with important protein synthesis that is needed for healthy menstrual cycles. So again, these women that are having all kinds of problems with their menstrual cycles and clotting and all this other stuff, part of it is the spike proteins they're being exposed to. Part of it most likely is the frequencies that are emanating off the vaccinated that we talked about in the last part of the study. Moreover, if spike proteins are not neutralized by the immune system, they can escape the body of the vaccinated, shedding and attaching to other people in close contact. This can bring about symptoms of inflammation or infection in the unvaccinated adults and children. Next report. Bombshell. Salk Institute science paper reveals COVID spike protein is what's causing the blood clots. And it's all by design. The prestigious Salk Institute, founded by vaccine pioneer Jonas Salk, has authored a it published a scientific bombshell article revealing the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein is what's actually causing the vascular damage in COVID patients and COVID vaccine recipients, promoting the strokes, the heart attacks, the migraines, the blood clots, and other harmful reactions that have killed thousands of Americans. Uh, the source is VAERS, Vaccine First Reporting Center. I mean, okay, they're using their own data. Critically, all four COVID vaccine brands currently in widespread use either inject patients with a spike protein or via messenger RNA technology that instruct the patient's own body to manufacture spike proteins and release them into their own blood. This floods the patient's body with a very spike protein that the Salk Institute has now identified as the smoking gun cause of vascular damage and related events such as blood clots, which are killing many people who take the kill shot. Simply put, it means the vaccines were designed to contain the very element that's killing people. Isn't that wonderful? Doesn't it make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside? I mean, I don't know about you, but I'll tell you. Now, in regard to this, get into some remedies here. Is pine needle tea the answer, at least in part, to the COVID vaccine shedding transmission? Now, I talked about this, I don't know, a week or two ago. Um, and Judy Mikovits, and this is the one I say she needs to stay in her lane because she was acting as though it was an antidote for the vaccine. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Judy, but taking some pine needle tea or doing the um, the Surinim, Surimin, the African sleeping sickness drug, is not going to undo the effects of the kill shot. It may help some aspects of the kill shot, but it's sure not an antidote, meaning it would... An antidote implies it's going to neutralize all phases of anything negative that the kill shot has to offer. And nobody is going to convince me that one drug that's used to treat African sleeping sickness or pine needle tea is going to... How is it going to stop DNA replication or, or the messenger RNA overriding our DNA? How is it going to stop the prion aspect of it? How is it going to compensate for the portion that's cultured off aborted babies? How is it going to stop the nanotech? Okay. I understand maybe it helping a part or two. Now, what we're talking about today here, though, is different. This is this is really primarily, 99% of the time, what I'm talking about here is really for those who are unvaccinated, meaning you haven't got the kill shot, okay? So you're not having to worry about all the stuff, or a lot of the stuff that the people that got the kill shot are worried about. They actually got it injected intramuscularly into their body which is a whole separate can of worms okay you may be dealing with spike 
protein shedding and you may be dealing with the frequencies uh, that's emanating off these people, but it's still a far cry from getting the vaccine. You're in much better position if you're non-vaccinated. So that's what we're talking about here. Okay, so learn about sermon, uh, shemic acid, and how to make your own extracts. Word is spreading that pine needle tea may offer a solution against the COVID vaccine shedding or transmission, which appears to be a phenomenon where vaccinated people are spreading harmful particles or substances to others around them. See this article from WordPress blog site called Ambassador Love. The article states, quote, there is a potential antidote to current spike protein. And now remember, we're zeroing in on one aspect of what's happening to the unvaccinated. Okay, I have no problem with that. Okay, so um, this is a potential antidote to the current spike protein contagion, which is called suramin. It's found in many forests around the world in pine needles. Suramin has inhibitory effects against the components of the coagulation cascade and against the inappropriate rec replication and modification of the um, RNA and the DNA. Okay, but again suramin and I, I just took a break here for a sec suramin is a medication in its drug form at least used to treat african sleeping sickness and river blindness okay it's the treatment of choice for sleeping sickness without central nervous involvement system involvement it is given by injection into a vein okay doesn't really make me feel warm and fuzzy knowing that the drug is still sold by bear which is one of the com companies that um, IG Farben, the monetary, the main monetary driving horse behind the Third Reich and Hitler, split into Bayer, which the company's pure evil. The drug is still sold by Bayer under the brand name Germ Germanin. Uh, the chemical structure of Suramin was kept secret by Bayer for commercial and strategic reasons. And then it goes on to talk about that more. Um, so we're not talking about the drug even though they're not really delineating that in this report which i wish they would um let's see here surname so it's found in many forests around the world in pine needles suramin has inhibitory effects against the components of coagulation cascade so i i believe they're they're correlating pine needles with the sermon, but remember, if it's in the pine needles, it's in, it's in its natural form, it's in its natural organic form, and you're not going to have to worry about all the side effects, because look up sermon side effects. It, there's, it, there's a lot, okay? It's horrible. It's just like most all drugs. They have horrible side effects. So when you're dealing with pine needles, you're not dealing with having to worry about all the horrible contraindications and interactions and side effects that you would be if you were taking it in drug form most drugs are derived from things in nature like aspirin which is derived from white willow bark and then what they said they did is they went in there and they said oh well this component of the white willow bark we think is what is needed to be used as a pain reliever which was acetosalicylic acid and we're going to extract that we're going to make it synthetic we're going to take it out of its natural form therefore we'll be able to patent it and make a lot of money because we can't patent things in nature okay and that's why they do things that's why they make drugs so they can make money off them but all drugs have side effects and then when you remove them from their natural environment like white willow bark in this case 
and synthesize them, you're, you're making a chemical which will always have side effects every single time. But see, they can't patent white willow bark. Okay? Anyway, um, pine needle tea is one of the most potent antioxidants there is, and it's known to treat cancer, inflammation, stress, and depression, pain, and respiratory infections. Pine tea also kills parasites. Pine needle tea, I'm assuming. Anyway, below, find a full podcast and video that reveals two extraction methods, both of which are simple, low-tech, low-cost. Uh, I mean, they didn't look low-cost. I mean, you had to have a special espresso maker, and Mike Adams is doing all this stuff, and didn't look real simple to me. I don't know. Anyway, but you can do that. I'll give you the link there. Fresh pine needles from appropriate trees have been used for centuries as sources of vitamin C and other phytochemicals that Native Americans use to treat respiratory infections and other ailments. Vitamin C is, known, is a known cure for scurvy, as scurvy is a disease of vitamin C deficiency. Yeah, now I've talked about pine needle tea quite a bit. When I did my survival pandemic uh, preparedness studies, that was one of the things I talked about. If you were, especially if you were in a pinch or not, you could make some pine needle tea and that would be a natural source of vitamin C. Now, here's the thing though. Not all pine trees are appropriate for this. And that's the thing you got to know is what kind of pine tree, if you have one in your backyard, I don't have like where I'm at right now. I don't have any right around me that I'm aware of, but you got to know what type of pine tree you're dealing with. Because not all of the pine trees, you're going to want to boil the needles. So please understand that. You need to do your research on this. And I'm no expert in pine needle tea, but I, I'm going to give you what I can in this short study. Pine needles contain many other substances that appear to reduce platelet aggregation in the blood, meaning it would make your blood flow smoother. And I've said for a long time regarding blood clots, I don't know of anything better than natokinase. The enzyme you take it on an empty stomach it not only keeps the blood naturally thin and you would never take it with another blood thinner though like a medication would thin the blood too much but it keeps your blood naturally thin and it will break down clots naturally coumadin doesn't do that the other blood thinner they don't do they don't break down the clots they just keep your blood thin coumadin is rat poison okay it's the active ingredient in what was originally rat poison Okay, natokinase is not going to poison you, and it's been used in from antiquity in the Orient. It's just an enzyme from from fermented soy. It's not soy; it's from fermented soy, which is better anyway. It's just an isolated enzyme. I take one every morning when I get up. Keeps my blood nice and thin. And um, I mean, I remember when I used to take it. If I cut myself, I would just I wouldn't stop bleeding, and I was only doing like one. I haven't cut myself lately, but I mean, that stuff works pretty good. <laughs> anyway, um, pine needles, uh, yeah, so they contain many substances that appear to reduce platelet aggregation of the blood, potentially preventing blood clots that lead to strokes, heart attacks, and pulmonary embolism. Now, I use it in conjunction with, like, I do some chelation, just because I have such a f family history with it, but um, natokinase is not enough to deplaque you. Okay, we'll keep the blood thin and it will help break down clots and is a great remedy for that. But it will not be enough if you've got somebody that's very plucked up. My dad was a great example. I told him to take the EDTA chelation every day under the tongue, gave him a bottle. 
basically the night he had the massive heart attack and that he was dead within a day. I went there that night. I looked up in the cupboard. My dad had been taking the natokinase, which would probably help keep him alive, but the bottle of EDTA chelation was sealed. He had never even opened it. And I'm like, Dad, what is this? I told you to take this. Oh, I never did. Well, Dad, now granted, it was God's plan. It was the Lord's plan for him to die that night, or really the next night. But because he hadn't done what I told him to do, he had been doing nothing to really deplaque his arteries. And he was placked up. He was placked up in his 20s. My dad had carotid arteries you could see on an x-ray in his tw in his late 20s. Or at least early 30s. You're not supposed to be able to see carotid arteries on an A to P x-ray. Meaning anterior to posterior. You're not, able to, you're not supposed to see that. That means he was so placked up with plaque that his carotid arteries were visualizing on a similar scale as bone would visualize on an x-ray. That is not good. Really not good. So he didn't do what I was telling him. It's a literal miracle he made it to 63. He did enough of what I told him to do over the years that I think it kept him alive. But his, he was always just eating horribly. And he little Taylor, he'd take Taylor up to the to the grocery store and have her run in and do his dirty work for her. She was like his little accomplice. <laughs> She'd go in there and get him all these bags of candy and he'd hide them all around the house. And he'd look, use poor little Taylor, who he absolutely, he absolutely loved to death. And and just, he would use her to, to like do, I mean, he, he was always, you know, that was grandpa's, you know, that was grandpa's girl. So it was the same with my mom. I mean, my word, they, they love Taylor. Um, but I found out a lot of that stuff after he was gone. I wasn't even aware of it. And then I found out the last night that he wasn't doing the EDTA. And um, I've got, I've been modifying my report on EDTA a lot lately. My, my file on it. And I've got the file now where I feel like I've got it where the products I'm recommending on it, and I don't sell them. I don't sell the pharmaceutical grade DMSO. I don't sell the EDTA chelation, but there was a brand of EDTA chelation I thought they weren't making anymore, and it was a powder, and it was the best, most economical way to buy it. And the company's still making it, but it was their sister company I found out this week, and I got a link. I bought a couple canisters for myself, and I would advise anybody that has a family history of this to do it too. And I put the directions in there how to do it in the file. So you can email me and I'll send that to you. Because um, it really doesn't mesh well with this teaching. But I just figured I'd throw that in there. Um, because the EDTAs they're selling up on Amazon, I tried them. Yeah, I don't like them. They burn your mouth. It just it doesn't, just not, they, there's something off with them. And um, I used this one brand for a number of years and I, and I know it's good very good it's, and it's really economical i mean you get an 800 gram container of this thing it's gonna last you probably for years years you get some pharmaceutical grade dmso like 16 ounce bottle it's gonna last you for years because you don't do that much you know 
All I'm saying is that if you've had a history, you might want to think about it. If, if you're not sure, you get a Doppler ultrasound of the carotid arteries. You can go to Lifeline Screening, do a keyword search for them. Lifeline Screening, you can do it. Pay 100, 150 bucks. Find out for yourself. They'll do a Doppler ultrasound of the carotid arteries, see if you're plaqued up. If you are, go ahead and 100% do the chelation. It's the cheapest way to go. Yeah, you could do their suppository chelation, more expensive and then there's iv chelation which is way way more expensive very hard to find the doctors that'll do it and typically it's not going to be anywhere near where you're at you might have to drive hours to get one treatment i would only do that in the case where you had the money to do it and it was an absolute emergency where you had to get it done you know i'm trying to save people as much money as possible on that so anyway um pine needle tea you can make uh, the pine needle tea in two ways. Now, really, there's more. That more, there's more ways. The Mike Adams thing goes into like where he's like using espresso makers and all this stuff. But in the original article that I put out on this, it said you can make it in two ways. One is to pull three or four needles off a tree, stick them in a hot cup of water, and I would say boiling. You'd really want it to be. Wait a few minutes and enjoy with with or without sweetener. Or collecting a handful of pine needles. Uh, needles nearest the trunk are higher in vitamin C. Chop the needles and put them in a tea ball. Bring the water to a boil. Take off the boil. Steep the pine needles for three to five minutes. The tea is delicate. So I guess you don't want to boil them. Because, yeah, vitamin C is typically not, you know, it, it can be delicate. Most, most vitamin complexes are. Uh, now, to buy the pine needles, if, if you, let's say you're like not in a position. You're in the city. You don't know. You don't want to hassle. You can buy them. You can buy them on eBay. I advise eBay because I don't try to do anything on Amazon or wherever. I mean, um, I'm not saying eBay is perfect either, but there's probably other places you can buy them online. I mean, you can do a keyword search for uh, pine needles to buy. I, I believe the white pine needles are some of the best. But there's certain ones you, you want to be careful with. And you need to read these links to know about the which pine needle is better and that type of stuff. So I give you two different links. One is one is the um, the link for Mike Adams. He just did a podcast on this and he's actually doing the whole extraction thing with <laughs> Espresso Maker and all this other whiz bag. He acts like it's no big deal. And it's like, for most people, they're not gonna wanna hassle with that, Mike. I'm sorry. Okay, I mean, uh, but, you know, I don't know. The guy's got more energy than, you know, should be allowed by law but then there's another one which is the original article and report i put out years ago on the pine needle tea and that's um i give you that link too so between these two links you should be able to kind of figure it all out and then i give you an ebay link where they're actually different companies are selling different uh pine needles online and it's pretty much everybody's using them in fact now they're advertising it as the cure for the the covid thing now Personally, I believe my protocol that I've put out for COVID is if I could only do one thing, I'm going to do my protocol, okay, which is where you're getting a really good vitamin C, zinc, vitamin D3, iodine, preferably some selenium, um, what else here, calcium, okay, and a good multivitamin, okay. So that's that's what I prefer. Now I I posted my protocol for that. Now my main supplier 
recently revamped his website and all the links I had in all my Word docs went dark because he did that. I was so happy that all those years of work I put into posting those links into innumerable Word docs was all for naught. So now I'm in the process as if I didn't have enough on my plate of trying to go back and redo the links for, and it's not my biotics line, but it's the other lines I, I carry. And I tell you, it, you talk about just something that I don't even want to think about in my mind. I've already started doing it, but I could probably take one month off and just do nothing with the ministry and just devote myself to this. And I, I might be able to get it done in a month. If I just devoted myself to it, maybe, maybe I could do it quicker. I don't know, but I have so many word docs where products are in them with links. So I'm just kind of complaining out loud. Sorry. Anyway, um, some of the links here should work, but some of them will not. But anyway, I wanted you to at least know this and I haven't put it out there in a long time. This is the, this is the recommended thing for the whole COVID stuff. Okay. The things I would recommend doing. The pine needle tea is optional and, and, and you can do it along with it. And then I also have what you would do with Invive Silver, how you would use it to treat coronavirus, SARS, any kind of whatever, uh, pneumonia, any type of thing like that. I, I put my protocol for that in here as well. So you have that. And I, I, I was putting that out a lot more at the beginning when we were really focusing on is, is this coronavirus, you know, is it this killer or whatever? And then I believe because of the mutations that occurred, you know, it turned out to be not new. Now, again, though, now we're getting into the whole phase of the these um, vaccine zombies that are shedding this spike protein and giving off these frequencies. Well, why they're why they want them to be maskless is, again, like I said before, because they want to infect you. So probably now of all the times in the whole Corona virus COVID-19 outbreak now probably is the time where you would want to have the highest functioning immune system possible especially if you're being around the vaccinated so my protocol's in there not all the links may work anyway but those are the products I I carry um uh and if you order from us you're supporting the ministry that type of thing so um but again I don't have a website for it because in order to sell professional products online, it is beyond a hassle, and I just, I can't go there. It's it's too much. I, it would it would be like a nightmare to try it. So, um, now going further here, um, I'm already up to page 24 in the PDF. Roughly half of all National Institute of Allergy and Infectious, uh, half of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease and Food and Drug Administration employees are refusing to take the COVID vaccines that they're pushing on the rest of us. They probably know a whole lot better. They probably know a whole lot better. Then this just came out from um, Jones, and I'm not going to play it, but it says CDC 50% refused the vaccine. How can anyone be expected to take the injection when the doctors pushing it won't even take it themselves? The lies have failed. The COVID-19 power grab house of cards is collapsing faster than free fall speed. Well, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah, yeah, that is very good. And in answer to our prayers, uh, the FDA's Peter Marks admitted 
that 40 to 50% of the CDC and the FDA employees have opted to not take the vaccine during an exchange with Senator Richard Burr. The NIAD director and Satanist Anthony Fauci said the number is about the same for his agency. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Good for them. I just pray, I pray a whole bunch of people come out and expose this even further. So on related subjects, and this will be in my next newsletter, a colossal cover-up of countless COVID vaccine, quote, coincidences. These are just different reports. Then hundreds of, of in Orange County protest the COVID-19 vaccine passports. You're not going to brand us. So that's Peggy Hall in that one lady, the other lady that looks just like her. Anyway, they're kind of teaming up out there. Then a thousand lawyers and 10,000 doctors have filed a major lawsuit for violations of the Nuremberg Code. I don't know if I'll get to that today. I'm going to try. That's a report I've got. Then the software of life is a Moderna. Remember that last three letters of Moderna is RNA. Moderna. It's a Moderna trademark for the M messenger RNA kill shots. Software of life. Literally. And they make apps as well. Then praise God a whopping 80% who refuse COVID vaccine says nothing can change their minds. Good, good. Then vaccinated people are comparing adverse re event reactions on subreddit groups. We already talked about that. Then Idaho governor signs bill barring enforcement of Biden's executive gun control. It's just kind of a freedom related thing there. Then three bills introduced to protect Ohioans from vaccine mandates and discrimination. So there's, there's some good things happening. There is definitely good things. Then 120 plus ret retired military flag officers warn the U.S. is under assault by socialist Marxists and urges Americans to fight back. More than 120 retired military flag officers from, it's the organization Flag Officers for America, published an open letter Monday warning that the United States is in deep peril and under a tremendous assault by the supporters of socialism and Marxism, urging Americans to get involved in a fight for our survival as a constitutional republic like no other time since our founding. Uh, and this is from AmericanMilitaryNews.com. Under a Democratic Congress and current administration, our country has taken a hard left turn towards socialism and Marxism form of tyrannical government, which must be countered now by electing congressional and presidential candidates who will always act to defend our constitutional republic. The survival of our nation and its cherished freedoms, liberty, and historic values are at stake, the letter states. We urge all citizens to get involved now at the local, state, and national level to elect political representatives who will act to save America, our constitutional republic, and hold those currently in office accountable. It continued, the will of the people must be heard and followed. So there are some good things going on that's not all doom and gloom um there are some good things praise god then the next one covid hoaxers may face death penalty for violating nuremberg code i mean this would be the ultimate you know but hold your politicians media doctors and nurses accountable that if they are complicit in this crime against humanity they too are subject to the law set forth in the geneva convention and the nuremberg code and can be tried found guilty and put to death Legal proceedings are moving forward. Evidence has been collected. A large growing body of experts are sounding the alarm. A team of over 1,000 lawyers and 10,000 medical experts led by Dr. Reiner Fulmick, who I've talked and played his video, played at least clips of his videos many times, have begun legal proceedings against the CDC, the WHO, and the Davos Group for Crimes Against Humanity. You might want to add them to your prayer list. 
Fulmic and his team present the faulty PCR test and the order for doctors to label any comorbidity death as a COVID death as a fraud. The PCR test was never designed to detect pathogens, and it's 100% faulty at 35 cycles. All PCR tests overseen by the CDC are set to 37 to 45 cycles. The CDC admits that any test over 28 cycles are not admissible for possible for positive reliable results, meaning all these people that are supposedly testing positive, it's a joke. If they're PCR tests in particular, it's a joke. Not only that, they're lumping everything in as COVID. It's called PIC, pneumonia, influenza, and COVID. Okay, so pneumonia is positive. Any coronavirus is positive. Any flu, influenza A, B, positive for, for COVID. And it's not. But see, they had to do that to artificially bump the fake numbers up. And then when you run the test at over 35 cycles, you're going to get all kind of false positives on top of it. It's a total scam. It's unbelievable what they're doing. This alone invalidates over 90% of the alleged COVID cases and infections tracked by this faulty test. In addition to the flawed tests and fraudulent death certificates, the experimental vaccine itself is in violation of Article 32 of the Geneva Convention. Under Article 32 of the 1949 Geneva Convention for mutilation and medical or scientific experiments not necessitated by the medical treatment of a protected person are prohibited. According to Article 147, uh, conducting biological experiments on protected persons is a grave breach of the convention. The experimental vaccine is a violation of all 10 Nuremberg codes, which carry the death penalty for those who seek to violate these international laws. What can you do to help out, to put an end to this crime against humanity? Share this information. Hold your politicians, media, doctors, and nurses accountable that if they are complicit in this crime against humanity, they too are subject to the laws set forth in the Geneva Convention and the Nuremberg Code and can be tried and found guilty and, and actually put to death. Legal proceedings are moving forward. Evidence has been collected with a large growing experts are sounding the alarm. Visit the COVID Committee website at, and there's a link there, um, it's corona forward slash, it's like some German word, so just go go to my go to the um the pdf for this date which is going to be 5 17 21 and it'll probably be on page i don't know 27 28 it's near the end and if you have been affected by this crime report the event and persons involved and as much detail at the following website and that's securewhistleblower.com securewhistleblower.com and then i'm just going to click on this one site real quick okay so i went to the website and <laughs> i don't know why they do this but the, the the link I had was to the to the main website, which is all in German, which I don't speak, um, you know, um, and or know how to process. So at the very bottom of the page, it says English version, and I clicked on that, and I took it like a minute to load. I have no idea why, but um, I got it to come up. So I'm gonna post the link to the English version. It also has a link to that securewhistleblower.com if you want to report grievances. It says, do you have questions for investigative committee? Can you help clarify circumstances in a witness? Can you contribute expertise as an expert? If you can, there's a website or a, a, a email address you can contact there. You can donate to them. You can look at all the different videos they've got here of um, Catherine Austin Fitz, Naomi Wolf, Pam Popper, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., uh, all these different videos they've got. They've got all kind of stuff up here. So I'm gonna. I, I wish they had a uh, 
email list. I don't understand. I don't understand why any site that's putting out news doesn't have an email list. That was like the first thing I ever did when I was in like, um, um, before I was even in ministry, I had an email address. I always knew that inherently an email address, having an email list was going to always be a way I could get a hold of people. Even if the website went down, the email would always, and I, and I think I've been proven out to be kind of right at the end of the day. I've always done things kind of old school. Um, so anyway, I, I published the new link here. You'll see it. I'm going to put it in green so it'll stand out to you. And I'll, I'm going to highlight it in green is what I mean. And uh, anyway, so let's go further here. And this is, I just posted this just as more encouragement. This is for my state, North Carolina. But it says, um, today's 65 North Carolina House representatives sent Governor Roy Cooper, who is a Satanist. We literally went and prayed outside of his mansion, Greg and I and a whole bunch of other Christians there when that when that Satanist group came to uh, the state capitol. We, we came against them. They didn't even show up, really. And... Um, but today, 65 North Carolina House Rep Re uh, Republicans sent Governor Roy Cooper a letter opposing the creation of a vaccine passport or any other form of government required identifications to show proof of COVID-19 vaccinations. Now, one of the cool things that's happened in, in North Carolina, I thought when this devil got in for a second term, and he totally stole it from the guy he was running against. But the guy he was running against, who we thought was a good guy, could just kind of let him have it. I mean, it was so obvious that it, the, the election was stolen, and he just didn't do anything at all to protest it which made pretty much most people think that he was either bought off or they had him blackmailed. Well, the one thing that did happen, though, is we had a lot of Republicans come in, some really good, solid Republicans come. My representative alone from my area, I contacted him after he got in. The guy got back to me, gave me his email address and his cell phone number. I got his cell phone number. I'm not going to mention his name, but I mean, what a guy. And I send him, I send him my stuff on the COVID stuff. <laughs> He's cool with it. He agrees with me. I mean, I'm talking hardcore stuff. I send the guy, my rep. So we've got some pretty cool people in government in North Carolina right now. Governor Cooper's really the, the biggest, biggest bad apple. I mean, I know there's other people, but he's the worst. And I think because we did get some more solid Republicans that were very keenly aware of the whole COVID stuff, they have kept him in check to a certain point because he released the mask mandate the other day. He hasn't been, I thought when he got back in for a second term, I thought, oh man, North Carolina, it's not even going to be livable. That This guy, the way he was going before the election, I'm like, we're going to be just, I'm going to have to move. I, I didn't know. I really didn't know. But he really hasn't been that bad because I think he's had a lot of Republican Republicans in there to keep him in check. And I understand right-left paradigm and all that other stuff, but when you get to state levels and things of this nature and local reps, I don't think every single thing of our government is totally, totally corrupted to the point where you can't have an effect locally or maybe, maybe even on a state level. I think the swamp is beyond horrible in Washington, D.C., but, um, and I'm not saying that, that local politics and things haven't been affected. Obviously, that's not true. But it just seems like the guy's been kept in check a lot more since we got into this new administration. Um, anyway, 65 North Carolina House Republicans 
sent Roy Cooper a letter opposing the creation of a vaccine passport or any other form of government required identification to show proof of COVID-19 vaccines. These vaccination passports raise serious privacy and legal concerns. The letter states North Carolina should not be required to carry some sort of proof of vaccination to go about their daily lives. The lawmakers called on governor to reject any effort to create a government mandated record for people to show them that they're having to be coped. So I thought that was great. And, um, anyway, I just, the, the, there's more verbiage here, but I'm, I'll spare you that. But, uh, cause unless you live in North Carolina, it's not gonna, but I just want to let you know, this is going on, not just in North Carolina, but a lot of other States as well. Uh, next report, CDC exaggerates outdoor transmission rate. The CDC is greatly exaggerating the risk of COVID-19 transmission outdoors, claiming there's roughly a 10% chance when in reality, the figure is less than 1%, a report said Tuesday. The higher, I, I love it when I see these people out on their own and they've got masks on. Out, like out in the whatever, they're by themselves. It's like, oh, my word, man, the takeover is complete with this one. You know, they're already given over. The higher federal figure seems to be a huge exaggeration. Dr. Muge Sivik, a top infectious disease officer at University of St. Andrews in Scotland, told the New York Times. Dr. Aaron Reicherman of the University of Pennsylvania added, I'm sure it's possible for transmission to occur outdoors in the right circumstances, but if I had to put a number on it, I would say it's much less than 1%. Much less than 1%. So it's like infinitesimal for you to get COVID outside. Unbelievable. Uh, okay, let's go further here. Now I'm starting to run out of time here. I'll get as far as I can and then we'll pick it up next week. Uh, undeniable proof Fauci and Gates created the COVID-19 under gain-of-function research. I had a listener email me about this this week, so I wanted to cover this. Peter Daszak, the British director of six projects at the Wuhan lab, directly funded by Obama and Dr. Anthony Fauci, has confessed on video to weaponizing five viruses in China and combining them into COVID-19. We're about to lay it out right now. For five years, from 2014 to 2019, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, which Tony Fauci- Okay, won- this is Tucker Carlson on Fox. And has for decades, pumped money to a group called the EcoHealth Alliance. The EcoHealth Alliance is run by a man whose name you may recognize, Dr. Peter Daszak. Daszak contracted with Dr. Xi to conduct gain-of-function experiments at the Wuhan lab. Dazig bragged about how easy it is to manipulate coronaviruses in lab experiments. You can um, manipulate them in the lab pretty easily. This yeah. is, spike protein drives a lot of what happens with the yeah. coronavirus. The gain-of-function research that Peter Dazig was bragging about in the video we just showed you had in fact been banned explicitly by the U.S. government. There was a federal moratorium on the funding of exactly the kind of gain-of-function experiments that went on in the Wuhan lab to disastrous effects. So why didn't the U.S. government halt its funding of the lab in Wuhan? Who signed off on this? Tony Fauci, possibly along with Francis Collins, the director of the NIH, invoked that special exemption in order to keep funding the Wuhan lab and the deadly experiments that were going on there. The experiments that clearly went so wrong. This wouldn't have happened. Well, they went so wrong, but it was really, they thought when they released this, what was going on in Wuhan, China was going to go on all on the earth and it, it mutated and it it fizzled to a certain extent compared to what I believe it was in Wuhan. 
And not only that, Wuhan had 20,000 5G base stations pumping, which was further working with the the coronavirus, this this COVID-19, to really act as a pretty effective killing tool. But once it escaped containment, once it escaped the 5G, once the mutations started occurring, then it started to fizzle. But they see they had already pushed their all their chips on this, so they had to keep pumping the lying narrative that it was this horrible, horrible thing. So that's when they started cooking the books and doing all this other garbage. If Tony Fauci didn't allow it to happen, that is clear. It's an amazing story. It is a shocking story. In a functional country, there would be a criminal investigation currently underway into Tony Fauci's role in the COVID pandemic that has killed millions and halted our country and changed it forever. So why isn't there a criminal investigation into Tony Fauci's role in this pandemic? He should be executed, I mean, post-haste. I mean, that, that's the least of what he deserves. Remember that? that Jones uses that as, as a, like, I don't know, like a little intro now. Remember that? If you were older, that was like a, a really old, like, uh, TV thing they would do to, like, like as a TV show is coming on. I mean, it just evokes old memories, you know, when I hear that. I mean, it's just... It's crazy. If you're younger, you're not. That's not going to have any impact on you. You're going to be like, "What is that? That sounds a little B-rated." But that, for us, that's a little bit older. We we might have grew up with that. We, that that's very very ingrained into some of our memory patterns. This is undoubtedly the biggest news we've ever broken in my 27 year history on air. Now, Tucker Carlson partially scooped us last night, which I am totally happy to do. I, I was up here. At like 6.30, I was exhausted last night, and I told Rob Dew, let's do this in the morning. This story is so important. Let's, let, let's come in and shoot a special report and then add the documentation to this because it's so giant. And then I went home, turned on Tucker Carlson and my family, and watched him tell about 80% of the story. Then he pointed to a major report from a former top New York Times writer, uh, Nicholas Wade, that is in thewire.in because the New York Times obviously would not publish uh, something this huge. And what does he break down from all the admitted evidence that we're about to lay out? The Wuhan lab was a joint operation between the Obama administration and the communist Chinese with Dr. Fauci running the operation. And that's what all the documents and all the admissions are. And then when it began to come out last year, they had the people that actually ran these projects at the lab write the Lancet study saying that there was no connection to the lab and putting out the fake information uh, about the wet animal market. And so you've got them funding it, you've got them running it, you've got them then trying to cover it up, but here's what's even more insane. Tucker only got to part of the interview with the main corporate manager of six of the gain-of-function weaponization of SARS uh, COVID viruses. In the full interview he did in 2019, he actually admits that they were working on creating a super virus with all five viruses in it and how to infect humans so they could then create a vaccine for the threat. That's how bioweapon development works is you get around international treaties and national laws by saying, oh, no, we're not creating a bioweapon. We're creating horrible things in a lab that someone else might make so we can counter it. But nature would have never combined five viruses together. And CRISPR gene editing is dead on. The Indians own them. Europe owns them, the U.S., China, Australia. And it was 
14, 15 months ago that the major Indian Institute, very respected, scanned the virus and said, it's five viruses, it has HIV delivery system, you see the P-shuttle gene insertions where they spliced the viruses together. And so it was 100% Frankenstein. The discoverer of HIV, top virologist, he came out and said, I've looked at the scans, it's made in a lab. It's like you look at the space shuttle and you say humans made that, or you look at a skyscraper, that's artificial, uh, you know, compared to a blue whale. You know artificial when you see it. The science is 100%. So you've got Fauci and Bill Gates and Obama. When a lot of scientists in the U.S. complained about this at North Carolina Chapel Hill in 2015, saying that and this is really dangerous, this is bioweapon development at these laboratories that don't have very high security, this is illegal. So they moved it to China, and of course the Chinese military was involved as well. But that's only part of the story, so I'm going to lay it out for you right now, and as Paul Harvey would say, give you the rest of the story of what Tucker Carlson is now talking about. And again, obviously with Dr. Francis Boyle that wrote the U.S. Biological Weapons Law and other experts over a year ago, we already laid this out. The point is, is that now we've got not a distant view of what happened, but a very close, detailed one, and all the pieces have come together. And it turns out the very individuals involved in this, as usual, were bragging about it before they decide to allow it to leak from the lab as an economic weapon to shut down the U.S., to win the trade war for communist China, and to throw President Trump out of office. So let's go through the evidence. Wuhan scientists took the North Carolina uh, SARS uh, with gain of function, which is already a biological warfare weapon, and they took the technology here behind this well-developed SARS HIV weapon, uh, weapon and they, they all brought it back to the Wuhan uh, BSL-4 and tried to DNA genetically uh, engineered into a, into a chimera, into a, a, a biological warfare weapon uh, involving uh, the coronavirus, uh, the HIV virus, and gain of function. Gain of function work can only be done safely in a BSL-4 or a BSL-3 facility. So I think clearly this is the smoking gun and there is no legitimate scientific or medical use for gain-of-function technology, DNA technology on biowarfare agents. So there's no excuse that it's a vaccine test that got out? It's a bioweapon that's been released on humanity. It just, I just believe it fizzled compared to what they thought was going to happen. But they kept running with the narrative and, you know used other ways to kill people off ventilators things of this nature and just kept pumping and pumping the fear 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 from the main lamestream prostitute media that's baloney inner peter dazic president of the eco health alliance that again publicly was funded by the nih in six major projects at chapel hill north carolina that upset scientists in the U.S. They say it's filing the law, so Obama makes a deal with Wuhan, and they move it the next year to Wuhan, and the funding is public and moves over, and Anthony Fauci specifically signs off on it. 
Tucker Carlson covered that last night. His name is on the documents, on the signatures, to allow the development of weaponized gain-of-function bioweapons. Only way you can do it is if the head of one of the two infectious disease agencies, and Fauci headed up one of them, authorized it. Peter Daszak got $3,700,000-plus from the NIH, from Fauci, and from Bill Gates' subdirectorates to then begin to weaponize five different viruses that they harvested out of the wilds of China and other parts of the world to then fuse them into one. And incredibly, in an interview in December of 2019, he admitted it. Here's the video. And then we started looking, where did they come from? And we went out to southern China and did surveillance of bats across southern China. And we've now found, after you know six or seven years of doing this, um, over 100 mm. new SARS-related coronaviruses, very close to SARS. Some of them get into human cells in the lab. Um, some of them right. can cause SARS disease in humanized mouse models and are untreatable uh, with uh, therapeutic mm -hmm. monoclonals, and you can't vaccinate against them with the vaccine. So these are a clear and present danger. Yeah. We've even found people with antibodies in Yunnan to SARS-related coronaviruses, so there's like human exposure. Right. We're now doing um, surveillance. We're just beginning another five years of work to look at cohorts in southern China to say, well, how frequent does this spillover happen and is it associated with disease? Because I expect, just like Nipah in Bangladesh, mm -hmm. there are dozens and dozens of small spillovers going on on the planet any one time, which we just never see. Sure. Yeah, they never amplify. There are yeah. a few cases and they're yeah. just absorbed in the illness, the overall illness of the population, right? Now you could say, so who cares? You know, and that's one argument. But uh, our strategy is any one of those could become pandemic. There's a lot of stochasticity in what happens then. Yeah. So if we look yeah. at all of them, understand patterns, try and reduce the number of spillover events we've got, you know. But if you're saying these are diverse uh, coronaviruses and you can't vaccinate against them, there are no antivirals. What, what, yeah. do, we, what do we do? Well, so I, I think that coronaviruses are pretty good. I mean, neurovirologists, you know all this stuff. But they, you can um, manipulate them in the lab pretty easily. It's yeah. just spike protein drives a lot of what happens with the yeah. coronavirus, uh, zoonotic risk. So you can get the sequence, you can build the protein. And we work with Ralph Barrick at UNC mm -hmm. to do this. Um, insert it into the backbone of another virus right. and do do some work in the lab. So you can get more predictive when you find a sequence. You've got this okay. diversity. Now, the, the logical progression for vaccines is if you're going to develop a vaccine for SARS, mm -hmm. people are going to use um, you know, pandemic SARS as yeah, the, sure, sure. but let's try and insert some of these other yeah, sure. related and, and get a better vaccine. And I guess also <laughs> knowledge of what's there. If you see something emerging, it'll give it a head start on making yeah. A vaccine or a therapeutic. That's true, and and you know, better knowledge of where they are as well, so that yeah. you can you can put your money into these clinics that matter. You just saw Peter Daszak over a year and a half ago brag to a reporter about how they were manipulating spike proteins to be able to infect humans easier, and how they were going to fuse all these viruses together so they'd have one vaccine. That is exactly what Dr. Francis Boyle said 15 months ago on my broadcast, that they were developing the bioweapon so they could then create the cure for it. But what's even better than that? Release it yourself, take over the world, 
have the Great Reset, tell billions of people they're not essential, and consolidate power so big tech and big banks double and triple their profits. And communist China, open for business, wins the global trade war. This is 21st century warfare, and it's hiding in plain view. Okay, so, I mean, that was a big picture overview of what we're really dealing with here. Uh, then, again, heavily relates to this next report. Klaus Schwab calls for global health pass based on implantable microchip. In a 2016 interview, so like five years ago, that's now gaining national attention, Schwab, also the founder of the Globalist Reset Agenda, explained that within a decade, humanity will be required to have an implantable microchip to serve as a global health pass. Here is Klaus Schwab on national French television. This is just now being discovered. This is uh, from several years ago, what, 2016. And here he is saying you'll have a global health ID, a global health passport with a microchip so someone doesn't steal your credentials. So think about that. All this is pre-planned. He said five years ago, we're going to use a virus to take control. He wrote a book last year that was already ready when COVID broke out called COVID-19 Great Reset saying this is really about cutting carbon footprints and destroying industrial societies. We're going to use this for full control. So there's the exclusive video. Klaus Schwab calls for global health pass based on a plantable microchip. It's on Infowars.com. And guess what? The main one they're looking at is a patch that sends micro needles into you. They can miniaturize now the entire Library of Congress onto one grain of sand. And they're now putting it in micro dots in microscopic glass that just gives you a rash and it burrows into your skin. So you can't get it out. You can't cut the chip out. Of course, people always said, well, they chip me. I'll just cut it out. They're going to put it into your skin. It's all official. But they talk to you like you're five years old. 60 Minutes shows it to you, but the next day says it doesn't exist. Yeah. So here is Klaus Schwab. I will do my best uh, reading the subtitles. They're showing like an like a documentary where they're showing these quantum micro dot Bill Gates Lucifer uh, patches with the Luciferase, the photophosphoric element on it. They're showing it. I mean, right on TV. Back it up again. Start over. Start over because you guys didn't have it on screen. Now I believe he's going to read what is being said on the screen. For me, please. This is, an, this is an interview with Klaus Schwab, the author of The Great Reset, on January 10th, 2016. Okay, today, at the end of this, we are talking about chips that can be implanted. Continue. When will that be? Certainly in the next 10 years. And at first, we will be implanted within our clothes. And then we could imagine... Wearables. Now, think of that and the next thing I'm going to be talking about. Wearables. That we will implant them in our brains or in our skin. And in the end, maybe there will be direct communication between our brain the digital world. Exactly. What we see is a kind of fusion of the physical, digital, biological world. Which is what this COVID-19 kill shot's all about. We just talked about the frequencies, how it's rewiring your DNA, how it's using your DNA as an antenna, all the injectable nanorobots in you. I mean, 
It's all part of transhumanism and being hooked into the cloud, into the smart grid, the 5G kill grid. Well, someone we don't even have to relax to take a device. It's done natural. The techniques start over again. Back it up, please. Stop. Thank you. We call someone we don't even have the reflexes to take a device. It's done naturally. The technique continues in the body. Now, let's hit right there. Oh, this is so key. They give you the shot of the mRNA. It programs your body to start the replication, but within it, they admit in the mRNA, they put serial numbers. Now, that's on the news. That guy's typed that in. A genetic engineer is now putting serial numbers and messages on it. You see that? And so he says it's continuing in the body. It replicates. Yeah. You see, you're not going to get rid of it because it's going to no. go in and replicate Absolutely. over and over again your number. Your number's tied to the shot. And that's what I've been told by high-level folks going to come out next. They said, Alex, in these mRNA shots and the others as well, it is encoding everyone at the cellular level to track everybody. And yes. there was Schwab five years ago saying it. Please continue. Yeah, remember, these are tracking devices. If you get the kill shot, you're tracked forever. You're you're on the grid. I mean, unless, like, you go into a cave and get off their, their ability to track you via satellite, via whatever type of uh, grid they've got set up, they're going to know exactly where you are. You've got permanent GPS connected to the cloud in you with these kill shots. We can continue. Yes, you talk and you say, I want to be connected with anyone now. And at first you have a personalized bots. And I say that Mr. Zuckerberg predicted that at the end of the year we will have his robot. So you're already going to have the, the nanotech robots in your brain, like he was talking about, neural implants. You, you didn't know you were getting it when you got the kill shot, but it's just a bonus. You're going to be connected with all this stuff. It's all going to start coming online. I don't know how they're going to tell the people. I don't know whether, you know, them being, having their soul separated from their body. Maybe they just won't care anymore when they actually come out with all of this. Maybe they'll be so far gone. Maybe they'll be so cut off from God, like Rudolf Steiner said, that that'll be a refreshing thing to finally find out about. Because at some point they've got to be they've got to be made aware of this that they're actually transhumanism that they're actually a cyborg now, and I can only think that's after their consciousness has been seared with a hot iron until that you know that soul connection's been cut off from God, and then you know they're going to basically go along and do with whatever they're told anyway. His personalized butler that is at his disposal. Like the downtown Abbey, we will go on our personal robot butler. Yes, but there's a difference. It is a servant that will artificial intelligence learns and that is not only your assistant for manual work. Yeah, watches you, controls you, kills you later. Yeah. Becomes you. But then... Now this is the slime bag that is the architect of the Great Reset. I mean, this is a guy that really you should add to your prayer, prayer list, that God would annihilate him, Klaus Schwab, and any of its clones, any of its derivations. I don't, He's probably not even human. I mean, these, these people are a bare minimum, bare minimum high-level Illuminati bloodline 
child-eating, blood-drinking pedivores, okay? Every single one of them at this level. And this guy's at the top of the hierarchy of evil. You can really be an intellectual partner of you. That's right, then you have sex with it. All right, we're gonna start hour number two. I'm gonna give the number out. And by the third segment, uh, we're gonna start taking your- Okay, so we're, we've, that goes on for, I don't know, another few minutes there. But um, I wanted you to hear that as well, because it's all tying into what we've got into today. Everything's cross-confirming. Every study that I'm doing is building on the last. Unfortunately, I wish it wasn't the case, but then related to this, California rolls out scannable vaccine cards, card wristbands. So, ah, you know, carrying around that piece of paper. Eh. So now they're coming out with these wristbands. New wearable device indicating vaccination status is being rolled out in California. Thousands of units of the wristband called Imya Band have already been sold in San Diego. Uh, since it was introduced a few weeks ago, and I'm going to go ahead and play the video here of this. It's it's a it's one of their local news reports. There's a picture of it here at the link. As restaurants and businesses continue to open up, a new wearable device aims to make it easier to tell who has been vaccinated and who hasn't. And San Diegans, they're buying it. Our Jeff McAdam, he joins us live from Little. Uh, I'm I'm sure not all San Diegans are buying it, but she they they've got to pump the lies so. Italy to show us how it works. Jeff. Hi, Maria. Yeah, well, it's kind of a hassle to carry around your vaccine card. <laughs> this is an alternative. It's a wearable bracelet, stores your vaccine records on it. It's only been around for about three weeks, but already thousands of, thousands of them have sold. Remember what Klaus Schwab said? First you'll wear it, and then it'll be in you, basically. Well, it's already in you if you're vaccinated. You know, it's... it's <laughs> Everything that's going to hook up with the cloud and the smart grid and the 5G is in you. Now, if you're getting multiple, multiple shots, it's just in you more. You've got more of it in you. Um, and I think it's a progression. That's why they want you to get ongoing shots because it's that, that nanotech network is going in there with all the nanorobots and they're replicating and they're building things in your body and they're building like this antenna array and modifying your DNA and doing all this fun stuff to you. Good thing is, for the consumer, it's simple. Dr. Toshoff Burton came up with this about four or five months ago. He says it was his son's idea. We have something where you can say, okay, um, you know, I support the vaccination effort. I've been vaccinated. I'm safe to be around. No, it's the exact opposite, devil doc. The exact opposite. That would be an, a red flag warning if I saw one on somebody's wrist to get away from you. So your frequency generator inside your body is not affecting me, and and I don't want to be breathing in any of your spike proteins either. It's the exact opposite. It would help us, particularly as we start opening up. It's called the Immuniband. The Denver physician says it's the first of its kind on the market. It costs $19.99, and it's simple to use. Notice $19.99. If you invert the last three numbers, it's 666, which is a common occult tactic. I've reported on that for years. Just flip it upside down. Well, it's 666-999. It's a common occult tactic that they that Satanists use um, in a lot of different ways when they market things or if they have phone numbers or zip codes or house numbers. 
I, I believe I've done whole reports on that. After buying it, you send a copy of your vaccination card and they'll load it to their encrypted server. If someone wants to verify your vaccine record, all they got to do is take a picture of the QR code on their phone and it'll take them to that website. But let's say yeah, somebody but still- see, they want they want everything to revolve around the kill shot. You going anywhere, you being able to do anything they want it to. I mean, what, what a hellish world that would be. I mean, it's already like that in Israel. Okay, but I, what a hellish existence that would actually be, having to have something tied in to the kill shot, showing that you're a good little servant to Satan and you've taken all of your kill shots, you know, and are fully, you know, transhuman. Or whatever. Um, they can get to the website, but unless they know your PIN, they cannot get to your card. Dr. Burton says he sold his first bracelet three weeks ago, and thousands of them have gone out the door since. In fact, one customer sent him this photo from a Knicks game at Madison no. Square Garden in New York. The policy at the arena reads, guests can now enter with proof of a negative antigen COVID-19 test or full vaccination. He said the worker let him through after pulling up the record from the bracelet. More convenient than carrying your vaccine card around Amen. and less likely to lose. He says restaurant owners are starting to buy them up for service. People here in San Diego have mixed thoughts about it. It's a little too much. It's like trying to, like some of the are way, you know, sometimes you go to a restaurant, you don't even know their name. I don't need to know their medical system. I think that's actually pretty good because, you know, a lot of people have their uh, doubts about going certain in certain areas and certain places. So if there's actually people with QR codes on wristbands. In other words, I have doubts of going there because I want to make sure they're all fully vaccinated and fully trans transhuman cyborgian DNA defiled devils like me as, as I'm kind of translating their form. Um, anyway, so this comes as a debate over vaccine passports in America heats up with several red states like Florida, Utah and Texas already banning the use of vaccine passports. And again, I showed you the I read you the report or the uh, what are a lot of our representatives gave to Cooper, our horrible sat satanic governor um banning the use of vaccine passports while blue states like n new york and california consider how best to implement them so you're seeing this dividing line happening uh then we have let me just see i think i can get through this um new york times now states the COVID is forever and again you, you're getting this dichotomy of some states that are saying no to vaccine passports and no 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 and then you've got others that are just doubling and tripling down and in telling satan that you know we love you and, and do whatever you want satan new york times now states the COVID is forever why you should be aware and an article by the new york times published may 3rd reveals a dramatic shift in the narrative concerning coronavirus and the future gone are the declarations that COVID is a temporary phenomenon to be defeated by masks lockdowns and herd immunity Quoting Rustam Antia, who's a virologist with Emory University, the article promotes the hypothesis that COVID is now forever. Wow. Well, you know, the coronavirus, which is the common cold, yeah, it kind of is forever. Influenza A and B, yeah. Pneumonia, yeah. And see, that's all counted as COVID. So I guess from a satanic standpoint, I guess why I understand why they're saying that. Dr. Antia stated that the virus is unlikely to go away. In a dramatic reversal from the promises that we would be sooner or later returned to normal, the article goes on to explore the apparently novel conclusions that viruses spread persistently and that the vaccine skeptical populace is aiding and abetting the persistence of this spread. So see, the problem is us. 
we're the problem. We haven't gotten the kill shot, and we're the reason it's spreading, even though it's a proven fact that the vaccinated are all are mostly turning up as testing positive for COVID. Okay, so that's a, a, a proven fact. And we know the proven fact that they're viral shedding the spike proteins and transmitting whatever frequencies are coming out of the body, which are further manifesting symptoms in the non-vaccinated. But see, they're going to just lie to you. Every single thing out of their mouth is a total lie. And whatever they're telling you, just understand it is the exact polar opposite of what they're saying because they're of their father, the devil. They're of their fork-tongued father, the devil, and of his works and of his lust. They will do it. He was a liar from the beginning, and so are they. So, in the dramatic reversal from the promises that we would be sooner or later returned to normal, the article goes on to explore the apparently novel conclusions that the virus has spread persistently and that the vaccine-skeptical populace is aiding and abetting the persistence of the spread. The article states the experts now calculate that herd immunity threshold, which is such a joke, to be at least 80% if even more contagious variants development. The only reason there's going to be more contagious variants developing is because of all the mutations that are occurring in the vaccinated that are spreading those mutations. And that's what they're hoping for, and that's why they're telling everybody now, don't wear, well, not everybody, but in a lot of places, don't wear your masks. The vaccinated don't have to wear their masks and the unvaccinated in a lot of states don't have to wear their masks. They're hoping that those new mutant variation strains in the spike proteins are going to spread to the unvaccinated. And then everybody will blame the unvaccinated for that happening, even even though it was caused all by the vaccinated populations. I've been saying that for months. The article states experts now calculate herd immunity threshold 80%, even more contagious variants develop, or if a scientist finds that immunized people can still transmit the virus, the calculation will have to be revised upward again. Uh, Source in Canada writing under request for confidentiality points out that the narrative has shifted entirely away from treatment towards an emphasis on vaccine imperatives. Of course. Treatment doesn't matter. All that matters is, is the kill shot. Okay. Uh, Because that's all that's ever mattered from the beginning. I told you, they just wanted to get the kill shot into you, and it all turned out to be true. The mainstream media revealed early in the COVID scenario that there are several remedies that work just fine, and there's no need whatsoever for a vaccine. She goes on to say, for some reason, nobody, even doctors, remember those remedies anymore. Yeah, I agree. They just don't know. And then she includes the following list. And I'll read you some of these, and I don't, I don't agree with the drug remedies. The first thing I list is hydroxychloroquine. I disagree. Look at the horrific side, side effects of hydroxychloroquine. And mithromycin. Again, I don't understand why you have to have these things, these drugs. When you can accomplish the same thing even better with the protocol I've recommended. Then they say zinc. I agree. Okay, and, and you, the, hydroxy, the hydroxychloroquine doesn't work without zinc because what hydroxychloroquine does is drive zinc into the cells. That's all it does. Well, what if you omit the hydroxychloroquine and just do zinc, vitamin C, vitamin D3, and I mean good forms of them, not garbage forms, and iodine and selenium and calcium. What if you just do that? Well, you're going to get a better effect and you're not going to have to worry about the side effects of the drugs, Okay. Ivermectin, another one I've heard so much of. Whatever. You don't need it. In most, in the vast majority of cases, you don't need these things. 
Quercetin, I agree. Injectable vitamin C. I don't agree with that because I don't think you need injectable. They're going to inject you with ascorbic acid, which is synthetic chemical version vitamin C. The vitamin Cs I use are, are um, either natural or in a food base at least, and they're not ascorbic acid. Vitamin D, well, you might make sure it's vitamin D3 because just regular vitamin D in a bottle is no good. You want the D3 and you want it in a food base if possible. So it's going to get better absorption. Well, or exposing the sun, your skin to sun, which is a way you can make D3 on your own, which is the best way. Um, and then they talk about, yeah, I mean, olive leaf, garlic. Um, okay, and they do recommend D3. Okay, good. Vitamin C complex. Okay. Uh, olive leaf. Yeah, I have no problem with that. Oregano Max from North American Herb Spice. I got no problem with that. I've got oregano too. Um, yeah, those are all great. But I think my protocol is more complete. I just, I'm biased. I I understand that, but I think mine's a little more complete. Anyway, um, let me see here. Okay, I would imagine that many reading this article um, may be aware of these proposed remedies. The point here is not to provide any new treatment information, but to question why a treatment strategy has been entirely dropped from the narrative. The Canadian source writes... To me, the forgetting of those remedies is so total that it really suggests that it is a result of electronic mind control. Meaning, why has everybody forgot about these remedies that have been proven over and over and over, even if we believe the COVID-19 narrative? These have been proven over and over and over to work. I mean, even the drugs, okay? For whatever you believe COVID-19 is at this point, these remedies have been proven to work. I personally err on the side of I would rather use the natural. Keep your immune system at a very high level. And only use the drugs in worst case scenario. That's how I would use them, okay? Well, I mean, if you're going to do it to save a life, somebody's on death's doorstep, I get it, I understand. But they're forgetting these remedies. And these this has been all well known for the, like, the past 16 months or so. It's so total that they suggest that it is the result of electronic mind control. Yeah. Ditto for all other bizarre behavior of the various leaders and players in the many current events. Without dipping, in, dipping into concerns that the 5G electronic jungle is now thick with signals that may invade the brain and disrupt normal behavior, her statements need to be looked at closely in terms of mass amnesia that has just afflicted the world's population. The only item on the table at this juncture appears to be the question to vaccinate or not to vaccinate. In other words, that's the only thing that matters. Get your kill shot and shut up. Current COVID, current COVID event headlines. I wanted to get to these before I end because I'm not going to be able to go any further. I'm out of time. Um, he's, these are just from the last week. War criminals, Fauci and NIH caught funding. China's COVID bioweapons research to terrorize humanity. We covered that a little bit before. Uh, then Tucker Carlson, Fauci is more responsible for the COVID pandemic than any other single living American, any other really single living person on earth, really. Yeah. Then as COVID vaccines drive record profits, CEOs get ultra rich off massive pay packages and questionable stock sales. Well, of course. Well, rarely they have the reward. They're going to have eternal hellfire and then the lake of fire to look forward to, though. Then Newsom is tightening his grip over the people with intended distribution of vaccine cards needed to enter buildings uh then pastor arthur polowski speaks after he he's been released from jail and then just breaking today 
somebody set his house on fire. Somebody set Pastor Ar Arthur Pulaski's house on fire. Now, I haven't seen any reports other than a video that was sent to me. But yeah, pray pray for Pastor Pulaski. There was a there was a report I saw this week from Canada. It was one of the one of the guys from the mega churches, and I think it was more than one of these so called devil slime bag satanic luciferian 501c3 state corporate pastors condemning pastor Pulaski and that other pastor saying you know there's all these thousands of churches in alberta and you two are the only ones that are bucking the system with the covid and you're the only you're you're the only ones that are being unchristlike essentially and being and being in doing what Jesus wouldn't do. Jesus would obviously go along with all the COVID mandates and take the kill shot and tell his parishioners to take the kill shot. And I condemn you, and I don't even think you're saved. or what. I mean, it just went on and on and on. It was so nauseating. He's, he's guilty of the very thing he's accusing them of. They're the only two churches in Alberta, or at least the ones that I'm aware of, that have the backbone to stand up to the satanic COVID devil police. They're the only two that I can see. But yet, of course, they're being demonized by the 501c3 corporate satanic Luciferian church. How perfect that is. So pray for Pastor Pulowski. Uh, next report, get vaccinated in Ohio and get a shot at a million dollars. Yes, they've got a vaccine lottery in Ohio where you can win up to a million dollars if you take the kill shot. That's how bad they're trying to incentive. Mike Adams just broke a big report on this just now. I don't have time to report on it. That's how bad they're wanting people to get the kill shot. Yeah. DeWine, the government, Governor Mike DeWine announces, said there would be five weekly lottery-style drawings for vaccinated Ohioans. That is how desperate Lucifer is to get this in them. Ever seen this with any other vaccine or any other thing? I haven't. I haven't. Well, looking back at the study I did just today alone, you understand why this would be really, really super important for the devil to get this into you? Oh, yeah. Boycott, Target, Starbucks, Kroger, Home Depot, Publix, Dollar General, and other retails because they will still require masks after the CDC guidance changes. Even though CDC says, okay, you don't have to wear masks now. These stores are still going to say you have to. Then um, Delta requiring new hires to take the COVID vaccine. Current employees not required. Other airlines not requiring it at this point at least. Then governments around the world offer extravagant bribes and desperate effort to increase COVID vaccine uptake. So just see all the satanic... Uh, garbage that they're trying to pull here so that's all i got for today i'm way over on time god bless you and lord willing we will see you in the next audio